Republican Governor Doug Ducey has signed a controversial abortion bill into law. The new law, which won't take effect until the fall, outlaws abortions after 15 weeks, with no exceptions for rape or incest. Those who oppose abortion rights are hailing the new law as a huge success in the fight to protect the unborn. But those who support abortion rights describe it as heavy-handed government intrusion into personal medical decisions, as well as deepening racial disparities in healthcare access. By enacting one of the most restrictive abortion laws in the nation, Arizona joins other Republican-led states, chipping away at Roe v. Wade, the Supreme Court ruling that legalized abortion rights that is currently expected to be reined in by the High Court this term. Welcome to The Gaggle, an AZ Central podcast where we chat with reporters, experts, and special guests to keep you fully informed on the state's political news. I'm your host, Yvonne Winget Sanchez. I cover national politics for the Arizona Republic. And I'm Ron Hansen, also a national reporter for the Republic. Today, we're breaking down what Arizona's upcoming abortion law does and what it does not do. And how does it play into the big agenda for Ducey and Republicans nationally? Joining us is the Republic's own Stacey Barchinger. Hey, Stacey. Thank you for coming in. Yeah, happy to be here, guys. So let's start with the nuts and bolts of this law. What does it do? Yeah, so it would um, pretty radically change uh, when a woman can get an abortion now. Right now, based on Supreme Court precedent, it's based um, on viability. That's roughly 23, 24 weeks into a pregnancy. Um, And so you can get an abortion until that point right now. This law shaves that back to 15 weeks, which is just into the second trimester. It allows a few exceptions. So if the life of the mom is threatened by the pregnancy, um, or if delaying an abortion would create some, as the law defines it, serious risk of irreversible impairment to a bodily function, then you can go beyond the 15-week limit. There's a lot of reporting requirements in there about if you do have to provide an abortion after 15 weeks, you have to provide information to the state. And um, somewhat interesting, given the debate around who enforces abortion law that's happening nationally right now, the attorney general would enforce this law. So how will doctors and medical professionals be penalized if they do perform an abortion after 15 weeks? Well, so a doctor who knowingly violates the law is subject to a class six felony. That's the lowest level we have in Arizona, but it could expose them to up to a year in jail. They're also subject to suspension or loss of their medical license. So some pretty big consequences for the doctors, the medical staff. What about for women who go ahead and try to get abortions anyways after They are explicitly protected in the law. The law says they cannot face criminal penalties if they do get an abortion after 15 weeks. The reaction to this new law follows some familiar political contours. Pro-life advocates see it as another step to save the lives of infants. Those who are pro-choice have turned to a familiar conservative argument to argue against this law. What are they saying? So the, some of the loudest critics on this bill were the entire Democratic caucuses in the legislature. Um, you also had pro-choice groups, um, Planned Parenthood, of course, coming out in strong opposition to the law. Um, the broad concern is that this is government overreach into doctors' offices. Um, you had representatives who pointed out that 
right now at the Capitol, there's a lot of debate about giving parents more rights in their school children's day-to-day lives, what they're, what they're learning about, what their education looks like. Um, but when it comes to parents deciding whether or not they want to carry a baby to term, they don't have that right. It's limited at 15 weeks. There's a lot of concern, too, about furthering health care disparities that we already know exist because of systemic inequalities. Um, So the state puts out data on abortions. The latest is from 2020. And we know that black, Hispanic and Latino women made up the majority, about 52 percent of women who got abortions in Arizona that year. Those communities have significantly higher abortion rates than white women. So there's I think a very real fear that limiting access will just further that gap um, and make it harder for women who already face challenges to get what could be a life-saving procedure. There was also some concern during the debate in the legislature about, you know, if, if women carry babies to term, will those babies be unwanted and end up becoming a burden on the state? What are we hearing from supporters of this bill? So they say that the state has a duty to protect life. And it's actually really interesting to me because in their argument, as they make this case, they're taking language from the preeminent Supreme Court decisions, from Roe versus Wade, from Planned Parenthood versus Casey, and using that in their justification for why the state can put a limit on access to this procedure. It's also a very emotionally driven argument both in debate in the legislature and in the bill itself. It talks about a fetus's development. Um, It talks about fingers and toes. Like, it's very appealing to the emotion, I think, of the situation. At 15 weeks, the fetus is about the size of an apple. It has a heartbeat. The bones are hardening, and major organs are just starting to function. It is just true that a baby cannot survive at 15 weeks. So a baby would not be viable um, at this point in a pregnancy. They also talk a lot about a concern that an abortion after 15 weeks would be increasingly dangerous to the mother. And again, turning to what little data we do have, um, in 2020, there were 17 reports of complications. About half of those, just under half, were after 14 weeks. And that's of over 13,000 Arizona women who got an abortion that year. Notably absent from the law is any language referring to exceptions in instances of rape or incest. What did the governor have to say on those issues? Yeah, so that was one of the sort of leading complaints that Democrats who opposed the bill had. And um, the governor was asked about this in the context of his past statements, which he has said that he supports exceptions for um, instances of rape and incest. We asked him about this last week. The clarification was he was asked in the context of a a nearly complete ban on abortion that Alabama had passed. They levied criminal penalties in almost all cases against doctors who performed an abortion. And at the time, he said that in that context, he would support exceptions um, for rape and incest. When we asked him about the Arizona law, which bans after 15 weeks, of course, Um, He said that this brings us in line with most civilized industrial nations and just touted his vehement pro-life stance. Why should a woman who's been raped have to carry a baby to term? That's not what the law says. I would ask you to read the law. And when I talk about exceptions for rape and incest, that's when there's no availability. This law has availability. 
You mean in terms of if, if she recognized she's pregnant the first 15 weeks and after that she's stuck? I want you to read the legislation. The civilized industrialized nations thing is kind of interesting because I don't exactly know whom he was talking about since most countries in Europe, for example, allow this. Mexico, the Supreme Court down there just last year, kind of cleared the way for abortion to become legal there. So why the cutoff at specifically 15 weeks? What's what's the reasoning behind that? Just a total legal strategy. Right now, the future of abortion, the future of abortion access is really uncertain right now because the U.S. Supreme Court has taken up this case out of Mississippi. A couple of years ago, Mississippi lawmakers passed a bill very similar to what Arizona lawmakers just had just passed, banning abortions after 15 weeks. The Supreme Court heard arguments. They're expected to rule this coming spring in a couple of months. And depending on how willing you are to read tea leaves of Supreme Court questions, there's a lot of thought that they will either overturn precedent in Roe versus Wade or that they will, at the very least, allow the Mississippi case to stand, which means Arizona has a law on the books. So we would be ready to enforce a ban after 15 weeks if that is the case, that the Supreme Court upholds the Mississippi law. Governor Ducey is Catholic, and he has signed every abortion limiting measure that has come to his desk, even though at times his staff has worked very diligently to try to prevent some of the more controversial um, social, religious, social conservative bills to even reaching his desk. But this is a governor who pretty rarely invokes his faith when he's talking about legislative issues, yet key figures here in the social conservative movement are fully aware of his upbringing as a Jesuit and no doubt have felt pretty confident that he would sign bills like this because he is a person of faith and because he won't have to answer to voters in the upcoming cycle. He's sort of free to be the type of governor that he wants to be. He signed a lot of these measures, but what does that tell us about his personal convictions on this matter? Well, I mean, like you said, he's very hesitant to speak in personal terms. Um, He is a Catholic. We know that his faith does play a role in his decisions and certainly his policy priorities. Um, But on this, he's really... Um, He's really sort of separated that. He really just talks about this as he is a pro-life governor and he wants that to be part of his legacy in his two terms here in office. There are some people who have had a difficult time sort of reconciling the governor's policies over the years with the tenets of um, the Jesuit teaching, which essentially rests on the notion that every life matters and that... um, all of God's creations matter and that there should be extra special concern for the poor and uh, the marginalized. On the same day that he signed this bill, for example, he signed another bill that limited uh, transgender girls in certain sports. Even before signing this bill, Arizona had one of the toughest abortion laws in the country. Women seeking the procedure must first get counseling an ultrasound, plus wait 24 hours before getting the abortion. How does this new law fit into the larger national push to limit abortions? 
So the uncertainty that has been created with the Supreme Court taking up this Mississippi case has really spurred states into action. And it's not universally an effort to limit abortions. There are states that have codified rights to an abortion since the court took up that case. But states like Arizona have taken steps to limit access. There are four legislatures that considered 15-week bans. Ours, of course, Florida, Kentucky, and West Virginia. Florida passed their bill, but um, Governor Ducey became the first governor to sign that measure into law since the Supreme Court took up the case. So if this law takes effect, where do uh, policymakers and choice advocates uh, foresee women traveling to to end their pregnancies? Yeah, I mean, that's that's a great question. Um, Arizona is surrounded by states that have more lenient laws. You have California, you have New Mexico. And now with the changes in Mexico, there is some concern that women are going to travel to other places to get these procedures. And this is one of the things that abortion advocates have talked about throughout this debate is you're not really going to stop anyone from getting an abortion. You're just going to make it much harder. So challenges to this law are underway, uh, as expected, and this ban at the soonest that it could take effect would be in the fall. What else might affect it from taking effect? Well, there's two major things. First of all, whatever the U.S. Supreme Court decides, again, we don't know if they're going to totally overturn Roe versus Wade, give the states more latitude to make their own laws, or just say 15 weeks is okay. So that's one huge one. Um, and then, you know, abortion is one of the most controversial issues that the legislature takes up every single year. And so, um, you know, I'm working my sources. There is talk of lawsuits, um, but there are some questions about do those come before the law technically goes into effect? And then all of the sort of legal things, legal ducks that you have to get in a row. You got to find a plaintiff. Is it a doctor? Is it a mother? All of those things are questions that I know that abortion rights advocates are working on answering. And I am fairly certain we will see a legal challenge here in Arizona to this law. Apart from any legal challenges, there are also political calculations uh, that are on the table. How does this issue, this law, fit into any of the uh, 2022 elections here or elsewhere? One of the primary sort of strains of comments that I saw after the governor signed this bill into law was looking forward to November. Um, you saw Democrats, abortion rights advocates saying you know, we are not going to let Arizona voters forget this in the sense of a woman's rights being curbed. And then you saw also, not quite as explicitly, but for Republican lawmakers who are barely hanging on to the legislature by a single vote majority, and Governor Ducey, who is in this position to shape gubernatorial elections across the country, they count this a win, that they have protected unborn babies. Governor Ducey in the position as the head of the Republican Governors Association. Yes. All right, Stacy. thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Where can people follow your work? Um, you can find me on Twitter at sbarchinger. That's S-B-A-R-C-H-E-N-G-E-R. And you can also read my reporting on azcentral.com. All right, that's it for today, Gaggle listeners. 
Look for a conversation with Center for Arizona Policy head Kathy Herod on this front next week. And while we still have you, please don't forget to rate and review our show and share it with a friend or two. If you want to reach out to me on Twitter, I'm at Yvonne Winget. And I'm at Ronald J. Hansen. That's H-A-N-S-E-N. You can follow The Gaggle and all the Arizona Republic's podcasts on Twitter and Instagram at AZC Podcasts. And you can keep up to date on all the latest local news by downloading our free mobile app. Just search for AZ Central wherever you download your app. Today's episode was edited and produced by Kaylee Monahan. Thanks so much for listening to The Gaggle, a podcast from the Arizona Republic and azcentral.com. We'll see you next week. <laughs>